Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA probably on e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi, and today I'll bring you a very special friend and guest. His name is Sebastian, and he's the founder of Signify, which is an amazing company when it comes to helping you with everything to do with processing. So that's actually going to be today's topic. He's going to give us some tips when it comes to, you know, finding the right manufacturers for your Amazon business and how to be cost effective with that. So Sebastian, it's a pleasure to have you here, my friend. How you doing? Vincenzo, thank you so much for having uh, me on here and what a nice introduction. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, I see this whole thing growing more and more into a family and I see you all over the place. And I guess we can call each other friends by now. It's yeah, it's really lovely to see how the whole e-commerce, how the whole Amazon community grows together. And yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure, man. I think the first time we met was actually in Mexico, right? We had a good time there. <laughs> it was a good question. Where was it? Was it Mexico? At the, yeah, uh, it was in Mexico time? with the, the Mexico trip. Yeah, that was the first in the time. The Mexico sourcing trip where my wife yeah. came a couple of days before myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, man. But yeah, I mean, it's been a pleasure to meet you, man. I love what you guys do in the space. So it's definitely nice to have you on board. I know today you're going to share a lot of insights when it comes to, you know, Funding manufacturers and so on. But I think before we jump into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about you because I think what I love to do with all my guests is to learn about their story, their background, and how they jump into the e-commerce space and potentially as well hear about how you came up with the idea of funding Signify. So maybe you can give us a little bit of insight on that. Yeah. Uh Cool, sure, absolutely no problem. Um, I just noticed, uh, excuse me please for the background, <laughs> we're right now at the Scale for E-Tail event in uh, New York, so that's why hotel room, and I just noticed the, uh, the, the fridge started pumping like right <laughs> below the desk. Can you hear any scratches or is everything okay? No, everything is great, don't worry, I mean people know you're a, a traveler all around the world, so that's fine bro. <laughs> yeah, cool, alright, I just want to make sure the, the sound quality is okay as well. Yeah. Um, Bit of the background, um, what happened or how did the whole thing get started? Well, in general, I or we are Amazon sellers ourselves. That's actually how everything started in 2014. Back then we used to live in China for a quite long time. Well, I was in Asia for six years. My wife was in Asia for 12 years. Um, and we actually met back then in China. I was still, we just did a quick discussion on what, yeah. what your wife better have, girlfriend slash anything is doing. Yeah. <laughs> she's a chem chemical engineer, like you said, and yeah. I'm an electrical engineer actually by university. And was I'm an aerospace engineer, so we are all engineers here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> engineers are the best. <laughs> yeah, man, 100%. I actually heard this thing from, I remember who it was, but I said when it comes to business, apparently engineers are one of the first, the one of the communities that when they get business and they get into entrepreneurship are, are one of the best because of the analytical mindset. So I think we're on a good, uh, on a good road, bro. <laughs> yeah, but there's also a big but, and that's what I notice on myself as well, depending on which business it is. 
engineers like to do everything on their own. Yeah, that's engineers true. like to, you know, put the hands on, get everything going. And when it comes to outsourcing, or not sorry, not outsourcing, but hiring staff, building a business, it's you know, it's so it's hard difficult. to give a control away. My wife, she has an MBA. She's much more brutal with that. You know? <laughs> she feels like she learned directly from the beginning, and I'm learning from her how it is to you know, hire more people, not to do everything on your own. Uh, yeah. And that's, I mean, biggest great thanks to my wife for, yeah, she's pretty much built the whole back end and now we're more than 50 people in wow. Zignify. I think that's the beauty of combining the two basically skills. So you, you provide more the analytical, more the technical side, and she provides more the business team yeah. building side of things, yeah. which is perfect combination. <laughs> it is a very, very good combination, no doubt. Good. Um, awesome. So let, let me, you know, Learn more about you. How you got started into e-commerce? How you jump from engineering to e-commerce and then from there to Signify? Yeah. Well, twelve years ABB, Asaya yeah. Brown Blueberry, uh, industrial world leader in uh, sorry, world market leader in industrial automation and electrification. Mm -hmm. So nobody really knows ABB, but everybody knows Siemens. Uh, back yeah. then, they also had like one hundred and forty-five thousand people, so a massive company. Good. Yeah. And they uh, with them. Originally coming from Germany, I said, hey, I want to go abroad again, but give me, uh, don't give me uh, Europe, don't give me Singapore because <laughs> Asia for beginners, I want to go the hard way. That's how I went to China. And during the China time, my wife has been doing sourcing all her life long. And yeah. she's Russian. She comes, you know, from the Russian-Chinese border. Oh, and okay. um, she very early, at the age of 16 or 17, she actually already went to university in China. Wow. But on a UK, no, I think 17 or so, but yeah. still very, very early, um, into a, a UK compound of universities. So, yeah, she did sourcing then. And what so many Russian ladies actually been doing back in those days was going to okay. China to source for Russian companies. Interesting. And she stuck with that. She's been doing sourcing all her life. And one day, it was 2004. 13 or 14 she told me sebastian i was always doing something on the side you know always building something while being employed um mm -hmm. always somewhat relate to sales which is weird <laughs> and then um she said hey listen to this podcast and back then it was scott walker the amazing seller yeah and I the air was okay i put you know ffp2 mask for us in 2011 2012 that was normal because yeah. we used to live in beijing and you know you always wear a mask if the air pollution is so bad and whenever we had a chance, walked outside, went to, you know, went either jogging or walking in the evening to get some steps at least in, mask on, headphone in, and listened to the stuff <laughs> and learned how to do FBA. And I was like, that all sounds somewhat reasonable. Where's the, you know, where's the, where, where's, where's the, the, the trap or what's the issue? And said, hey, look, we're, we're doing sourcing. Like we're sitting right at the source. We're living in yeah. China. Yeah. And this is how we got started with the first business, the first brand ourselves. Later, we moved to Singapore and stayed there a couple more years and built up the own first brand. And I usually say it actually took me like one and a half years to understand that the other side bed by there, actually, by the way, yeah, <laughs> I felt that the other side of the bed could actually do the sourcing for my own brands. And I was like, why yeah. does my girlfriend do that? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> that's great, man. I think I love this story because um, when it comes to um, you know your background, when it comes to jumping from engineering to now having your own business uh, and all the journey you just described, so far is very similar to mine. I think it all comes down to I think 
we both of us that we have this engineering background i i, I think both of us at the same time also had the entrepreneur bug inside of us that we wanted to do something on our, on our own something on the side you know make extra money because we don't know when it comes to engineering we are very limited to the amount of money that we can do and to be honest, I'm proud to see what you what you guys have built so far, and you know, building decent part. To be honest, I see signify all across the world now, <laughs> and I think what you guys are doing, with helping with sourcing, is amazing because I think when it comes to sourcing, is something that I feel right now in the Amazon space is pretty. Uh, I mean, I would say it's eighty percent of the success right now because mm-hmm. when it comes to Amazon, we all talk about PPC, branding, images, and so on, but the reality is. If you do your sourcing incorrectly, you you overpay for your product. The quality is not good. You don't find the reliable suppliers. The rest is not going to work because the rest is just there to enhance and make your business better, right? And fixing it, right? So yeah. being said this, I think I want to start with, you know, today's topic, which is basically w- some of the tips when it comes to sourcing. You, you know, lately people has been thinking about, you know, sourcing outside of China because of everything that just happened with the COVID and all the delays when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the shipping and so on. So I'm pretty sure now you, after working with so many clients, you have seen other alternatives in the space. And I would like to hear what is your take on these? What are some of your advice and tips? So, you know, our audience can, can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to share. Of course. I mean, no question. Uh, one of the things I want to say that you mentioned was a really, really good one. Um, why sourcing is so important. I mean, of course, quality of the product is one of the major things, but the pricing, the way the cost you buy your products for defines your margin at the end. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the cheaper, of course, you get your product, the more margin you will have. And yep. this maybe as one of the small, small, bigger hacks, especially for the ones who are a bit successful out there already is when you have bestsellers, do not think you're done with this product. You can so many times still optimize the purchasing cost for your bestsellers by having same or better quality, but reducing the cost of your product, which immediately indirectly transfers into bottom line margin. So when you get your products cheaper, you have either more profit or more possibilities to place yourself, for example, um on sponsored into uh, into space or um, position one now some of the things that we've seen like mentioned right now sourcing from china i mean it's still going on china is still the biggest producing market in the world and we're still doing roughly i would say about like 40 to 50 percent of all our projects are still sourcing inside okay. china mm-hmm. but the uh, outside china massively um overtook the sourcing in china main reasons we have always seen during the last years i mean it was the first one is always like cost container yeah. cost is way too high that was of course for i mean any amazon seller for any uh, physical product seller always a reason of optimizing the cost second time were the lead times we yeah. used 13 14 uh, weeks of seed time so when the when the container was on sea it took quite a long time yeah All the traffic jams and everything you had in front of the harbors um production time increased because of the shutdowns in um in china the uh, the order books were full but when the companies were shut down it took them later time of course to follow up and catch up and they couldn't produce for weeks and sometimes for yeah. months mm-hmm. and a fourth or fifth point that usually i bring people as well and start asking is like what, what else besides cost and time what else is a benefit of sourcing outside of China. Yeah. It's USPs. 
Mm. It's simply saying, hey, it's made in Europe, it's made in Germany, it's made in the US. Some of our customers even put in big fat letters, not yeah. in China. <laughs> For your branding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, your own branding. And imagine what you can do. And here, one of the things, I mean, I guess uh, Ecom C, you'll say the same thing. What is one of the most important things on the listing? It's the images. Yes. You need yes. to put your USPs into the images. And I know you guys, you create good uh, or, or great images, help updating the listings. And imagine you put all of these USPs, uh, the unique selling proposition into your listing as well, how you compete against your competitors. Super yeah. important point. And that's, yeah, why so much for uh, US sellers, for example, switch to other Asian countries. Mm -hmm. There is specifically for us sellers is another reason i'll give you in a minute um they switch to other asian countries they switch to mexico they switch to sourcing in um, mm -hmm. the us as well they switch to latin america i mean evo latam yeah where we've been at the trade show of course and the other thing specifically for us sellers is or are the uh, anti-dumping import tariffs they always existed of course for products from china but donald trump pushed this further <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh, so many more products have so much higher. I think the highest one we've seen was a 47 or 48 percent import tax. So if you're ordering products for a hundred thousand dollar value, there's another 47 to 48 thousand dollars just import cost into the US, which of course kills your margin. Yeah. So, and as soon as you move, for example, the same product that you have could be quite likely already produced in Vietnam or mm -hmm. Indonesia, or maybe even already in Mexico and other countries, you may have 0% import tax. Yeah. So that's 47,000 on top of, uh, but I mean, that's an extreme example. Yeah, of course. But, but now yeah. I think, I think that's very interesting because, uh, of course I have seen the same with my clients. Some clients are already shifting from China to other countries mm -hmm. because of exactly what you're saying. I mean, just the, the tariff, just the amount that you can save in there, it can be game changer when it comes to profitability. And then you can use your money, that money for PPC, launching new products, etc. Right. But at the same time, I have found that Yes, people is finding alternatives outside of China, but the reality is that outside of China sometimes it's a bit more complex because it's not as easy as in China when it comes to, you know, everybody use Alibaba, it's very streamlined. Right. People in China, it's like crane, like very salesperson, they know what you want, MOQ, all the terminologies. And I feel like when you start going outside of China, you lose that um, that smooth process that you have in China that within one, two weeks, you have a sample, you have the order, blah, 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 done. By another country, yeah. it's not like that, right? So I would say one of my next questions so people can get value out of you when it comes to, you know, tips is what are some of the mistakes you see people doing when sourcing outside of China? And what advice you can give to make this transition as smooth as possible? Yeah. When sourcing uh, outside of China? So not yeah. in China anymore? Yeah. yeah. I mean, another point that I want to add in the, in, in, to the, previous um, speech or talk or whatever, yeah. and that fits perfectly in here as well. One of the mistakes is to only look into uh, shipping costs, shipping time, lead time, production time, and all of those things, plus mm -hmm. of course the USPs, but think about the other way as well. It's the shipping time on the other hand will be a lot lower. I mean, sometimes you can load it on a truck and it's going to be there in two, three, four days. The cost of course will be lower, but at the same time also the possibility of ordering more frequently in smaller mm. batch numbers. You don't need to make like, you know, an, an, an order of 10,000 if you say, hey, you know what? I mean, we don't have six, seven, eight, 10, 12, 14 weeks of shipping time. We have a, a lead time of like one week for delivery. Yeah. 
So we could place many more smaller orders and, you know, not that much of cash is invested. Yeah. And you can... It's a cash flow game, basically. You can take, recover your money faster and you can flip it faster. Yeah. This is one of the things. Plus, your planning doesn't need to be as strict and tough and you don't need to be as worried to say, oh, it's, it's 10,000 units now enough for the next six months <laughs> or when do I need to order again? Because yeah. here you say, it's like, okay, we'll produce. It may be production in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, one week shipping time. Boom, we're done in five weeks instead of a pre-run of one and a half to two months. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was actually the same amount then, but in, instead of having like you know, two and a half, three months, or even four yeah. months, or yeah, sometimes trip, six yeah. months pre-calculation and all of the invest, of course. Now, another thing is, I mean, both in China, yes, there's Alibaba. You can use Alibaba. You will find a lot of manufacturers. But by the way, we also find a lot of manufacturers that, that are not even on Alibaba because we have our local team. We, uh, we can read and write. I myself not, um, <laughs> but speak Chinese, but the rest of the team can. And we network and we find other people who are not even on Alibaba or who may don't wow. even have a web page. Now, yeah. the same thing goes for the other countries outside of China. Alibaba, there may be a few of them on there. There may be Euro pages, global pages, uh, uh, sorry, a WLW for Germany. There yeah. may be so many other platforms where you can find suppliers. But at the same time, also look for Google. So mm. Google the heck out of your potential suppliers, speak the local language if you can, search in the local language, search not on google.com, but maybe google.de if you're searching in Germany. Yeah. Um, and uh, be patient. So they are, the rest of the world is usually not as sales driven as China, yeah. where the sales reps of each of the manufacturers is sitting there and waiting and, you know, always uh, answering at any at any uh, day and night time just to show, yeah. hey, I want to give service. I want to sell. I want to be there for you. Yeah. Good. Be prepared. It may take three, four, five, six, sometimes seven times to contact suppliers. Yeah. It's lower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until they get back to you with a proposal. But in the end, it is worth it for whatever, USPs, time, money, and so on. Awesome. Very good. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the same thing I found here were in Mexico. Uh, I was talking to all these manufacturers and I was amazed by, you know, the quality and, and some of the unique selling points that they were basically providing as manufacturers. And you were mentioning to them Amazon, they didn't even have a clue that you could sell on Amazon. And this yeah. shows the huge potential when it comes to all these manufacturers outside of China that may have amazing products that nobody have. That means it's not a saturated product. And most yeah. likely you're opening a door to these manufacturers that they didn't have open in the first place. And that gives you room for more negotiation, right? Because that's huge extra revenue that they didn't have in the first place. So, and this is going to come to my next question when it comes to negotiation, right? So I feel like, of course, if you're working with manufacturers in China, they already know all the, as I said, terminologies, they know how to negotiate. They, they really are very, you know, very sales uh, orientated when it comes to that. But when it comes outside of China, I have found that, you know, it takes a little bit more to actually negotiate. And sometimes they might feel like you're, the only thing you care about is like uh, the price that they give you and they're more cute. And that's where I feel like most of the time the relationship doesn't move forward. And I would like to ask you, what is some advice you can give when it comes to negotiation skill i mean do you have some specific methodology in mind time frames what do you usually advise to make it as effective as possible yeah, yeah. um one of the things for sure is you know many of the uh, suppliers always expect oh you only want to compare prices in the end you're going to yeah. order from china 
Yeah. If you specifically say is like, look, we've been sourcing from China before. Now our target is to do sourcing outside of China. So yes, of course we're comparing the prices, mm -hmm. but we come prices uh, we compare prices here locally in this production market. So we're not comparing it to China. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, for sure, they're used to selling uh, themselves as well. They know the terms as well because they've been producing. They may, like you say, just not know that they are um, possible or the products being possible to be sold on, on Amazon as well. Mm -hmm. Now, they may not be used to, you know, doing everything remotely and digitally because they may not even have a web page, but still yes. there may be very long time on the market and they work through referrals where people may still have come into the factories um, and, you know, sit down there at the table and spend half a day just discussing one product, if that makes sense. They may not be as fast and as adept to uh, have the modern ways of communication, but also they will learn that that's not a problem. Yet another thing um, that what I see a lot is being done in mistakes is that we only mention the MOQ. Let's mm -hmm. say the first MOQ of 50, 100, 500 units. And now, please always typical copy paste template. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I mean, what you're doing in this moment, or what we can do then for you in this moment to find those suppliers is you are actually selling something to them. Yeah. You're selling them an idea of a corporation. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, why would they, you know, want to work with you if you come with an MOQ of 50 or 500? They yeah, say, a point. So yeah. much effort for for what? Why why should I produce fifty units or five hundred for you? Mm -hmm. So what I always say in there, um, please paint them a positive, but realistic image of the future. Mm -hmm. When you show them that you have built a business before, that you maybe know the right influencer contacts or have partners for sales, that you, I help others also to get into retail businesses that you maybe have somebody who helps to get your product into retail. You yeah. build an Amazon business before. And by the way, positively, but realistically speaking in three months, six months, 12 months, it will be whatever, 3,000, 5,000, 20,000 units um, in an order. And you directly let them know this in the beginning as well. Um, then, you know, they see, oh, okay, there's future potential. Plus this person is not just a beginner. He knows business. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll take the effort, of course, of giving him a proposal for his 50 or 500 units and directly mention also the prices for the higher, higher MOQ. Yeah. And another hint I would definitely give is what we're usually doing when we source in China. We usually target to find about 30, three, zero potential producers. Wow. That's a Outside lot. Of China, about <laughs> 60, 60 potential producers. Yeah, they most people when they search, they only look at three or four. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't know the price. Then you don't yeah, know yeah. the real market price. You may have a high, medium, yeah, and a low uh, price. How do you know that you know they're really good? Plus, how many samples are you gonna look at? One, yeah. two. That's yeah, that's not... why I wanted to make the point because I think I wanted to to bring that to it here to show the importance of using a company like Signify because I think most people. Is not going to have the bandwidth to talk to 30, 40, 50 suppliers. And that's where the mistakes come because you're rushing it. You're looking these videos of people, you know, making millions in FBA. You want to, you know, source the product quickly. And that's where mistakes happen because you just focus on generic products, things that are saturated. And because you didn't use somebody that really helped you throughout the process, you end up selling the same thing that everybody's selling at a very high price. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're very happy, of course, also to teach this to others to say, hey, um, yeah. Almost all of that, everybody can do on their own. It's just, you know, the experience that you have, the language yeah. that you may speak or may not speak, and the patience of finding yeah. 30 to 60 patience. 
Yeah. I mean, you need to find them, you need to contact them, you need to get the proposals, you need to compare the proposals, you need to look at them and then decide for which ones of them do you want to do um, or get samples from. So, of course, all of that can be done on one's own with practice and all of those things. But it is the question, I mean, do you want to spend your time on uh, sourcing yeah. and uh, finding products and negotiating or is your time better spent on sales and marketing? Yeah. I know where my time is spent better on our yeah. audience as well <laughs> yeah, sourcing the whole team does on the on itself but then i focus my time you know on what is important i mean update right. your pictures work with ecomc together to say hey come on we get your listing out of the ground we really get you help in selling we need to uh, have the right keywords we need to have the indexing right we need to have the ppc running yeah. well this whole thing needs to be profitable and then yeah i mean we need images uh, videos shares external traffic and all of those things to get the to get the um you know the products out and if yeah. on the other hand you now work with ecomc well then there's good time for you as well to yeah. find uh, potential new ideas of the next products and yeah you see the market is getting more and more and more saturated more and more and more competition you so... need top strategies yeah for sure you need top strategy you need to work with yes. the right people because otherwise yeah it's, it's becoming each day more and more difficult to succeed in the amazon space and that's why we keep going to all to the these events to promote all these new strategies what is happening what you need to do what you must not do because otherwise i mean we keep seeing all these people coming to the same trap of you know the yeah. quick money uh, uh, thing around the amazon space but anyway yeah. i think the other question i had which I get this question a lot, by the way, and that's why I wanted to bring this to start concluding today's episode, is how to deal with intellectual property, right? Because let's say I have a unique idea. I come up with something that, you know, I invented in my garage, something that nobody has, but I need at the same time, you know, if I invented this in the UK, most likely produce this in the UK is going to cost me a fortune. And I, I want to bring this to a country like in Asia or Latin America to produce it. I'm afraid that my idea is going to get stolen. And that's always a fear of some of our clients that they have these like patents and they have these unique propositions when it comes to the product. So how how do you deal with that? And why is some advice to, you know, start looking for manufacturers when at the same time you need to protect your idea? <laughs> yeah, really, really good question. And we also get this, of course, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the ways that we have on our own, I mean, of course, an NDA. Mm. I mean, how yeah. much are you going to care about an NDA? Yeah. But we, for us ourselves in our team, in our network, we also have Chinese lawyers, for example, when it comes oh, to specifically nice. to China. Mm. And we can also make NDAs, NNNs, and all of the other uh, documents or agreements in Chinese language. And yes, we could also go to Chinese court or in, in front of Chinese court with um, the lawyers that we have in, in, in our network. The other thing um, that I usually say, also when you do sourcing on, on your own or when we do this for you, my suggestion is sometimes even we ourselves, I mean, for sure, NDAs is not a problem for us. Yeah. Um, but we ourselves quite often don't even need to see the real drawings, don't even need to see the real mm. um, okay. documents because to be honest, we, I mean, how do I say that? We've even done projects for some, <laughs> <laughs> they try to keep it vague, so you don't. Yeah, of course. No, I see what you mean. I think maybe what you're trying to say is that, for example, there are products like, let's say, you wanna do something that's made out of plastic and wood, right? 
you know, know what is the right like governments and ah, okay, governments okay. meeting I see uh, what you mean. secret okay. products where we didn't even know what ah, the purpose okay. for this is but we set our own demands like we would never do weapons okay. um, we will never do drugs or any of those things when it comes to defense even that is something where we're saying we're picking out the products um what we're doing um but it's for example some you know um intelligence agencies that are developing something whatever <laughs> where you don't even know what's going yeah, I on see what I mean. I but see what you mean. need then for example is uh the, the the drawings or basics of them where none of the suppliers really know mm. all the different parts that are running in there so for us I luckily see. here selling on amazon it's usually easier it's not that strict <laughs> but those were some really really interesting wow projects. that's interesting so so i think in that case i'm assuming the process you will do is like you just need to understand what is the material what is the the specific uh, type of manufacturing or machinery and then you go along those lines to find the right manufacturer right you keep it vague i guess yeah. the i mean the hint for you then would of course be like do not give out the drawing to every yep. one of the suppliers that you're asking from okay take another drawing take okay. something that's somewhat similar when we're going and finding the 30 to 60 potential producers and you give them a document you know where it shows like some kind of product which is somewhat similar very close you can mm -hmm. create this and you know okay then most most likely they'll also be able to create our product i see what now, i mean once we're weeding out those 30 to 60 potential producers and we're listing it down to the two, three, four or five of them where we say, come on, those, those look to be the most reasonable. Those could be the ones where we say we get samples from. And even in this process, we can also always say, still say, um, let's not send them the real documents. Let's send them mm -hmm. something and we want to see samples, which is something close to. Or if you say, no, we want to see the real thing, then we can say, NDA signed with them. Um, reason why don't we do an NDA with every one of the suppliers? We could do that, but then we need to charge you a lot more hours. Yeah, and that's unreasonable. Yeah, so let's only do it with the ones where it's really necessary. Samples, for example, when we hit the sample stage, um, we then either sign an NDA or we still let them produce another product and only get the um, um, the real drawing, the real product description, then to the ones. Um, you know who will be the final producers even if it's two or three of them you just go to them and then say you know what you guys are the only ones who have it i see I a see. copy of our product anywhere else i know who gave it to <laughs> that's somebody. it you're done <laughs> it's yeah. you it can only be yeah. you so i'm taking the nda series and in worst case if that happens we have chinese lawyers or oh. local lawyers just that's good put some pressure on them yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that when you you bring an NDA or something that has some kind of, you know, official stamp or sign, signature from lawyers that are from China, I'm pretty sure they're going to take it more, more seriously than just a template you're getting from Google and putting your signature on top of it, you see? So, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Great. So, I think, yeah, I mean, thank you very much for all the insights. I think the last one was very good because, again, I get that question a lot when it comes to my clients about how do I make sure they don't steal my idea? And I'm yeah. pretty sure they're going to find your tips very useful when it comes to, you know, navigating with the strategy you just mentioned. So I think, uh, yeah, to conclude today's episode, I want to give you, you know, a last question in case, you know, you want to share any more wisdom to our audience. Is there anything else you, you want to share when it comes to, you know, funding manufacturers, any tips, anything you have seen in the space so we can get those last nuggets before we uh, close today's episode? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure, you have seen, I mean, like I said in the very beginning, also, if you have bestsellers already, consider if 
there are better prices possible and for example just do the research mm -hmm. ask us for the research makes very good sense we've saved the customer our customers i think more than 500 million dollars in savings wow. by Crazy. now um and yes quite often depending on how much they sell um we some of the customers we hit millions mm -hmm. of uh but like one of the examples he made 26 million dollars roughly about a year and mm -hmm. in the first eight months we saved them 1.4 million dollars oh, wow. in savings Crazy. so yes and they were established very well already so yeah. resource the existing products but at the same time when you also look into new products my suggestion is again i'm on amazon selling myself since 2014 yeah. back then it was fun i had <laughs> like you know blocker cards small size wallets yeah. you put a card inside yeah. Um, just a very small one and it was fun to sell it because there was hardly any competition yeah. 30 cents production cost selling price 14.99 that of course goes yeah. now the issue what we see right now one of them my rfid blocker card i used to have in germany alone 63 direct competitors fully a made wow. me two product and you can imagine what happened to the 15 euro sales, right? Yeah. Look down with like and the PPC, you're paying like four euros per click. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we had competitors. And funny, uh, the one who was in spot one, I actually talked with him because we said, hey, come on, we're battling each other. I yeah. think he had click costs of 202. Wow. Um, and I learned myself, I, I went, you know, steps up and up and up. When do I hit getting past him? Yeah. I was literally at 452. So it was like $2.50 or 51 cents more to pass him. It's not what Amazon says. One cent more and you pass him? Uh-uh. No, it was it's not more like that. Double. By yeah. now, of course, it's different. So what I want to say with this is, you know, so many sellers out there, there's so many, everybody, you know, so many FBA coaches, so many programs saying, hey, you, you become rich overnight. And that's why you have so many competitors out there. Focus on premium products by now. Depending mm -hmm. on, of course, which market you're going, if you're still going, whatever, to Singapore or so, maybe it's not as strict. But if you're selling in the UK, if you're selling in Germany, if you're selling in the US, do me a favor. Look at your products, take them apart, look at the competitors and target yourself on purpose to set yourself 20, 30, maybe 50, 60, 70% higher on the price. Mm -hmm. But make the product premium. Yes. All of your competitors who have the 20, 30, 50, 60, 70 percent lower price, they will be battling each other. And, and it's going to be a kill race to the bottom. They have exactly the same product. They have yeah. another RFID blocker card. But if you make another, you know, a product which is premium, this thing is gold plated or not so even covered, uh, not so even to be copied, you set yourself off from the competition. The yes. more margin you make on a product, the more money you also have to place yourself or uh, organically would be nice to place yourself on advertised on the higher positions and you sell more. Yeah. Plus in the advice. end, you may have a still better margin compared to the others. So yeah. totally agree. I product, think it's, yeah, I think it's the key nowadays. It's the key. You need to have something different and, and make something. I also agree that it's all about premium now. Uh, of course, the thing about premium, which makes me laugh sometimes, that people think that a pro become premium just because you put a nice box or you put a different color. No, guys, you need to think more outside the box, like really do some re-engineering around the product, which I have seen some of my clients do, and they are yeah. banking right now. So for sure, that's a very good advice, and I appreciate you bringing that to the table. So I think that's it for today, Sebastian. I think you share a lot of insights, so I'm pretty sure 
we can have more episodes like this in the future. In the meantime, I want to thank you for being here today. And I want to give you an extra minute so you can tell us more about how people can find you, get in touch with Signify, and, you know, start getting those manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much uh, I mean, for, for having me. It's um, I'm super, super happy to give advice. I'm also a person. I'm super, super happy to connect to other solutions, for example, EcomC or also others who can help with whatever logistics, who can help with lawyers. And so I think I've grown quite a network right now. We know all the solutions. We have partners on the site who can. And no, we're not getting any affiliate fee for that. I'm just happy to connect and bring people together and help them. Um, you know, achieve the next level. Even if sure. it gets to retail, you want to sell your products into big box retail. Well, I think I can help there as well. <laughs> I've done it for my own product. <laughs> awesome. um, about us, signify.net, Z in the end, Y in the, in, yeah, sorry, Z in the beginning, Y in the end, dot net. Um, and what we do is, well, we help find manufacturers, not only in China, but all over the world. And when it comes, point number two, when it comes to optimizing product costs for your best sellers, more than happy to look into this. Awesome. I think that's all I want to say about us. Signify.net, yeah. else you'll find me probably on LinkedIn, on Facebook. As, a connector. As a connector. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm going to make sure to put all the information down in the description so people can find you, uh, you know, get in reach with you and your team. Thank you very so much. Thank you, Sebastian. It's been a pleasure, okay? Have a nice one. So do you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc. 